0: On in. It's another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. Kyle Ricky, Chris Wilner, and no, I am not in studio. Okay, Rick. It is life on the road for one, Chris Wilner. Rain out with the High Limit Sprint Car Series here in Pennsylvania. So stuck in Allentown for an extra day, which means I get to pull, you know, learn what the Zoom thing is like with you since you do this every week.
1: Yeah, uh, we've both been on the road a lot lately. In fact, we were both at the Pocono Raceway uh, over the course of the last couple of days, the NASCAR Cup Series weekend. Uh, we're, I'm heading to Wisconsin here in a couple of days. I'm not sure where you're going this weekend. Are you going to be with me I'm going Wisconsin? to Wisconsin,
0: Kyle. You're going to see me.
1: <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, so we'll be at Road America get together for the NASCAR Xfinity race. So, yeah, a lot happening as we crisscross the country. Um, great month for racing, both uh, on the national series and on the short track level, both on dirt and asphalt. Um, it's a busy month. And I think between the both of us, we have a good chunk of it covered
0: we do we do and it's been so much fun to be a part of so many different events and of course looking forward to reuniting with you this weekend but kyle we have a good show for the folks tuning in of course tons of racing we kind of talk about the whole july and august it's kind of your month or months of money so we've got you know tons of racing to recap of course uh The big winner from the Hampton Heat is joining us on the show this week. That is Brandon Queen. Uh, Huge season. I mean, not only with the Hampton Heat win, which was his second of his career, but you look at winning at New River All-American Speedway in that huge race earlier this year, uh, winning the Cars Tour race at North Wilkesboro, uh, a star on the rise, and it's a name that – a lot are familiar with but maybe you really haven't spent a lot of time looking into you know his background and, and kind of where he's come from so a good conversation with Brennan coming up on the show and of course we look at the calendar still tons of big races coming up so let's get right to it uh Kyle first of all how was your weekend of course it was it was busy you had SRX part two on Thursday and then you turned right around and had a busy weekend uh with your local division so did you rest and recover from that before going to Pocono?
1: Yeah uh well Thankfully, I guess not. Thankfully for the racetrack, but for me, uh, Stafford rained out on Friday. Uh, Mother Nature just, you know, to get two days in a row of good weather up here is asking a lot. I feel like these days, <laughs> and uh, Friday was the the day of rain. But uh, Thursday night was good. Pick, watching Ryan Newman pick up a win at the SRX event at Stafford Speedway, a very rough and tumble event for a second consecutive weeks uh, or se- second consecutive week. That is a lot of breaks were the issue. Ryan Priest, Tony Kanaan, Paul Tracy, uh, who else had brake issues? Greg Biffle, he got the wall pretty hard in the in the heat race. Uh, not a brake issue there, more of contact, but still a big hit. The poor folks at SRX for a second week in a row having to put those cars back together uh, for race number three this week at Motor Mile. So uh, best wishes to, to everybody at Motor Mile on Thursday night. The entire crew on putting on a great event week three of uh, the Superstar Racing Experience. Pocono was busy watching Kyle Busch pick up his 100th win for KBM, uh, part of a triple header weekend of racing there, a rough and tumble NASCAR Cup race as well. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, And all within driving distance, which is always a, a good time when you can stay out of the airports and not have to worry about dealing with the airlines.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, man, I'm just tired listening to you and all that you've had this weekend. It's crazy. But while you were in Pocono, let's kind of start things off with our Ark Menard series. Jesse Love picking things right back up. You know, it's, he had a little bit of a stumble, you know, uh, the last two weeks, but uh, fifth one of the year at Pocono, part of a quadruple header when it came to our coverage on the Motor Racing Network with practice and qualifying uh, due to the rain on Friday. So Saturday was busy. It began at 8.30 a.m., Kyle. What was that like, a green flag at 8.30? Did you have coffee in that morning or what?
1: It did. Uh, the sun was coming up, and we were putting cars on the racetrack, and, and those are pretty cool days. They're long days or as our producer Ryan Horn says, they are full days. Um, yeah. He told us that morning, you only have to work a half a day today, 12 hours. And that was pretty much it. By the time the, the Xfinity race ended, it was about a 12-hour day uh, with a microphone in front of our face for most of us. Jesse Love picking up the win. Uh, no surprise, he had the fastest car. He led much of the event. Uh, Connor Mosack finished in second. Another great run for Andres Perez in third, currently second in the championship standings. I feel bad for Logan Miserica. Um, There's nothing worse than having to wait an extra 16, 17 hours or so to go racing and only get a handful of laps in before a tire went down on her car going into turn one uh, before the 10 lap mark. So I uh, feel bad for Logan Uh, She needs to catch a break, and I think it's coming soon. I know that uh, was a deal that came together last minute for her. But overall, a a great event. Uh, Jesse Love continuing to extend his championship lead now to, I think, 69 points heading to their next event at Michigan here in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was a good opener to the Pocono weekend. Uh, Let's go north of the border. Mark Antoine Cameron's second win of 2023 at Edmonton. I mean, you look at it, the the results, it's like everybody who's in the championship fight was in the top five. I mean, that's how close this championship, I think, is going to get again this year, just like it kind of was last year. But what were your thoughts about uh, Pinty series? Because they're back in action, I think, today as we record the show uh, at Sutherland. So there's no slowing down for our folks uh, in the Pinty series.
1: Yeah, as we record this show, they're making their West Coast or their Western Swing, as they call it up there in the NASCAR Pinty Series. But you're right, a good field of cars and all the big names made their way to the front. Kevin Lacroix in second, Andrew Ranger in third, L.P. Dumoulin uh, and and Donald Tiege were the top five. Good event there at Edmonton. Uh, Marc-Antoine Cameron uh, led most of the laps, uh, including the last, making a last lap pass. On the inside on Kevin Lacroix, who was so strong in the outside lane, Over the final couple of laps, including the final two-lap shootout, but uh, unfortunately uh, for LaCroix, had to settle for the second spot. Two races tonight, Trent Lapsovich, who wasn't really much of a factor at all in Edmonton, still leads the championship standings by 21 over Kevin LaCroix for not one, but two races tonight in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan.
0: Love that. That's my favorite place I go, just so you could say Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Say that 10 times fast. Um, before we get to the Hampton Heat, because it was a huge one for Brendan Quinn, did want to mention that William Byron was in action before Pocono uh, with the Southern Super Series at Five Flags as we, the Pepper Jack Kennel uh, twin 100s. Uh, he won the race, crossed the start and finish line first on, on Friday night, but was deemed uh, disqualified for post-race technical inspection. So, Kyle, for like the fourth straight week, we've got a race that has been made in the tech shed versus on the yeah. racetrack. And it happens yeah. to a you know, four-time Cup Series winner this year in and, and William
1: Byron. Yeah, it just proves it could happen to anybody. Jeremy Doss inheriting the win uh, in that first event of what was scheduled to be two. Uh, Gio Ruggiero and Jackson Boone rounded out the top three. Race two weathered out, of course, uh, for Mother Nature on night number two. They're going to make that event up in September, I believe, September 22nd. The make date for race two. Uh, good field the cars, 28, took the green flag. So, um, Good for Jeremy Doss. Bummer for uh, William Byron, uh, failing post-race tech after uh, dominating much of
0: that race. And when they make up that race, remember the average best average finish between those two yep. races gets a big old prize pack for the uh, Snowball Derby in December. That includes tires, fuel passes, all that good stuff. So a lot to race for still in race two. All right. Before we get Brendan Queen on the show, let's talk about his big win in the Hampton Heat, his second of his career, 200 laps around Langley. His home race track, and he had to work for it about 10th, maybe around the halfway point. And Kyle, he charged through the field and ended the 11 race winning streak by Connor Hall, who's been undefeated there all season. Hall finished his second to Queen.
1: Yeah, 11 for 11 for Connor Hall going into the Hampton. He, a relatively tame race. Uh, they said pre race 200 laps, and they were going to be all green flag laps. Cautions wouldn't count. It was a 9.30 start uh, Eastern time. And I went, my God, this race could go till midnight with uh, the huge field of cars that they had and the breaks that they had scheduled, but it didn't. I mean, they were at halfway within 25 minutes or so, took their break and very minimal cautions at the end. Great racing at the front of the field, about 50 laps to go. Uh, Brendan took the lead from Bobby McCarty, had to hold off a late challenge by Connor Hall there in the closing lap. So uh, overall, a, a clean race, good race up front. Uh, Brandon Pierce, Sam Yarborough rounded out the top five. So a lot of the heavy hitters at the front of the field and a, a great crowd, sold out crowd. I love the light show that they put on uh, with yeah. their new Musco lights, uh, you know, at the start of the, the event as the cars were rolling off of the pace laps. Um, overall, it looked like a fantastic atmosphere and, and a good race to go along with it.
0: Absolutely. And so we'll talk about uh, the Virginia Triple Crown round number two big win for Brendan Queen coming up next as we hit the break and get him on the show. That's Brendan Butterbean Queen coming up next to talk about his big win here on NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. Presented by Wheel and Engineering, as promised, joining us via Zoom. It is the big winner of the Hampton Heat over the past weekend. His second win at Langley. That is Mr. Brendan Butterbee and Queen. How are you, my friend? Congratulations, first of all, about the big weekend. I know it was it was huge. This has been a big year for you. But walk me through uh, the battle for the lead there, passing Bobby McCarty there under uh, just about fifty to go and, and getting the win.
3: Yeah, thanks again for having me. It's uh, always awesome to be on with y'all. Um, appreciate what y'all do for the sport. Uh the pass for the lead is always crazy. You know, you never know if it's gonna be the last pass or if you're gonna have to fight off somebody. Uh I knew Bobby and Connor were gonna be really good there at the end. And I felt like um, you know, we were right on Bobby's uh bumper right there for a couple of laps after the restart. And I just felt like if I could get the clean air and get away, I could manage the race from there and uh got off got under underneath them off a four there, and we were able to complete the pass and um, lead the rest of the way. Uh, Thankfully, no caution came out. That was uh, always a stressful thing, you know, when you're leading. You just want to get it to the end. And, um, you know, I got blessed, and it, it worked
1: out for us. You mentioned Connor, Connor Hall, who finished in the second spot. Bobby McCarty, I believe, ended up in the third position. Relatively clean race, a lot of long green flag runs in in both halves of the event. How did you manage the 200 laps? Because at halfway, you were 10th. Yeah,
3: that was part of our plan. I mean, it was 200 laps, the same set of tires. And it was kind of the same scenario when I won it in 2020. I just kind of rode and ran my own race. Um, it's kind of funny I those guys went up there and led the race and they were running way faster than us and um it's I, it kind of blows my mind a little bit because I'm like there's no way they're going to make it if there's guys like us that have pretty good cars that are riding but um uh, hey I'm, I'm glad they went and did it it worked out for us you know so uh halfway we wanted to be around Round the top 10, you know, you said we were 10th, so we we had cracked the top 10, but uh, I knew we were in good shape when the right rear tire still had a center line in it at the halfway break. I said, uh-oh, that's, uh, that's bad news for those guys. So uh, our car was good. Anytime you drive a Lee William car, it's, it's fast. So uh, pressure's on me to do my job because the car is good enough and Uh, We just had to execute the plan and trust the process was our motto all weekend and we trusted it. So uh, managed the first half, you know, like a Sunday cruise. And then the second half, we really got racing.
0: I know you've got a long history there at Langley and if course anytime you can win there it's special but does this second Hampton Heat win maybe mean a little bit more or is it a little bit bigger considering the year you're having I mean Cars went win at North Wilkesboro and you look at all of your accomplishments this year especially like does this one feel a little bit bigger
3: it does uh I, I told people you know you got to think when I won the one in 2020 it was COVID so the stands weren't packed and this time it was sold out and They said that like when I took the lead, the crowd erupted and I stood in Victory Lane for probably a solid hour after the car was gone, just taking pictures with fans, and that's what it's all about. I I love winning a hometown race. Uh and also the storyline of I was driving the car that I knocked out of the way to win in 2020. So you know, you can't make you cannot make these types of stories up and I, you know, Lee Pulliam and I, and I, Lee Pulliam and I have just uh, turned out to be great friends through this whole relationship we've built. And uh, my crew chief, Doug Powers, it was a big win for him. And uh, to win in a car that I knocked out of the way is is pretty dang cool uh, to get redemption for that team.
1: And the driver of that car that night, Corey Heim, has gone on to uh, some pretty cool things in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series here, now three years later. Um, Talk about your post-race celebration out of the racetrack. Pretty cool evening at Waffle House. I know that was kind of uh, a thing going into the weekend where if you win, it's off to the Waffle House post-race. It's
3: funny. uh, We've been doing that for a while. Uh, I don't know, probably like, I don't know, 2016 or so. We started doing it with the dirt car, and uh, now it's just turned into like, before I even say it the fans have already said it so we've had a lot of fun with it and and we have been going when we do win and we ended up in the Waffle House till I think four in the morning Uh, so it was a late night uh had a good time but you know those are the memories that that make it what it is I mean you know we document it obviously with flow racing we do the vlogs with them and uh I think it just released today so we got our hand uh we got our Hampton Heat win, obviously, and then in the end, you see us at Waffle House having a good time, so uh, maybe Waffle House will jump on board with us for a race or so. That'd be really cool, but if not, we're gonna keep having fun, and it's just always fun to go celebrate with your sponsors and fans and family because, um, you know, they're the ones that make it happen. I'm the lucky one that gets the spotlight, but there's so many people behind the scenes that you know, don't get that glory, but they're the reason that it's happening.
0: For sure. And in addition to the Waffle House trips, I know people just love to see you win because you're very emotional, right? Like, I mean, no matter where it is, I feel like you celebrate, like, it's the last one you'll have. Where does that passion come from? And that emotion, I guess, when you do take the checkered flags, no matter if it's a Cars Tour race or a Hampton Heat or no matter where it is.
3: I think you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, you celebrate it like it's your last because you're not guaranteed another win. I mean, you know, we 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 don't want to take take it for granted that we get to go drive these race cars. But you know, something could happen, and I could be sitting at home next week and and not racing. So, you know, you just got to enjoy it. Even the bad nights are better than sitting in the grandstands wishing you could race. So, uh, I've had a lot of respect for that. I think. You know, I worked so hard with my own car and my family car that now that I got this opportunity with Lee, like I respect it even more because I know how much time and effort goes into Wendy's races. Because, you know, I was I was doing it myself last year and the years before. So, um, I don't know. I just I really just try to enjoy the moment and 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 cherish it because it's a lot of work for five minutes of fun. And then it's, and then it's over, you know, once you take your pictures and get out of tech of I mean, it, it's over. So you, you try to savor it, enjoy it. And, you know, we're already looking on the this weekend at Hickory, but at the same time, um, it's really cool to look back at the pictures and the videos and, and, and sit there and really, you know, sink in what we accomplished because I mean, it's a big
1: deal winning these races. Saturday night's race was leg two in the Virginia Triple Crown, leg three coming up at the Martinsville Speedway in September, leg one a couple weeks ago at at the South Boston Speedway. How big is this Triple Crown program now, I believe in its 10th season, to Virginia late model racing?
3: It's huge. It's something I've wanted to win for a while. Uh, This is probably the best shot I've had at it because I've always struggled at South Boston, but uh, driving a Lee Pulliam car at South Boston changed that for me this year and uh then you know a second and a first uh we're, we're in good shape going into martinsville which is probably lee's best track uh i think he's finished second nine times and won it twice so uh, i feel like uh i'll have a shot there and you know i really want to win a clock and i always tell him if i if i win the race the points will take care of itself so we're gonna go there to win that clock and um if we win it, we know we'll win the Triple Crown. So it's it's, it's going to be cool if we can accomplish it. And, you know, if we don't win the clock and we can still win the Triple Crown, that's still a huge accomplishment. And it'll be a cool trophy to put on the shelf.
0: You know, looking at big picture of kind of where we are in late model racing, I guess, in general. I mean, you look at with the Cars Tour and the new ownership group and the commitment from some big names to make sure that, you know, grassroots racing is alive and well. What does it mean to you to kind of have been a part of this now for a while? Like you've done your family car stuff, now you're with a big team and you're seeing the attention late model racing has. I mean, I think more people now know about the cars tour. They know about, you know, Hampton Heat, Triple Crowns. They know about all this other stuff going on than maybe they didn't two or three years ago. So what do you think late model racing is at as a whole right now?
3: I think it's it's just getting stronger and stronger. And I feel like, I came into this part of my career at the best time because I feel like um, with what I've been able to accomplish the last two years or so. And then now, especially driving with Lee and then winning Wilkes bro. Like it's, it's really put my name and my brand on the map. The, you know, the Butterbean brand is, is alive. And I I sell a bunch of merch weekly and uh, stuff that I dreamed of doing now is a reality. So, the fan, the fan base just keeps growing. And, and I think that's due to how much eyes are on it. Like you're saying, it's um, what a time, what a time to be racing in late models and what a time to be winning in the late model world because there was ever a time to win. It's right now.
1: To jump off that that same question that Chris just asked um, about uh, the the health of late model racing, how much has flow racing provided, uh, you know, for you guys? And then more eyes. I could sit in the hotel room in Pocono on Saturday night after the truck race and after the Xfinity race. And I was tuned in as were people around the country. And I feel like that uh, is able to happen week to week now at most of these sh- most of these asphalt short tracks that run late models
3: flow is just such a big deal for us and and with them picking up the cars tour was really big i mean i got family that lives in florida that doesn't get to see me race and now they get to watch every single race i run uh because I, I think every track i've been to had flow coverage and then you know i've i've got my deal with flow with the butterbean experience vlog going on which has been nothing but fun and i've gotten to know rob blunt and uh you know, Matt Dillner and those guys through my uh, relationship with flow and, and we're having a blast with it. And, it. and our vlogs are only getting better. You know, we had to start somewhere and each week we're getting better and better and better with it. And they're, and they're doing that to help promote my name. So, and for them, it's, you know, they get associated with me to my fan base. So, you know, we're helping each other out and, and it's, and that's what it's all about. I mean, they, the coverage is, is really good. It's like watching the cup race almost. And, you know, everybody I talk to now is like, Oh, is that on flow? Absolutely. I'll, I'll be watching it. And, you know, you hear flow more and more than ever. And like, even at media day, you know, Dylan and I were joking around, like I got in a mullet. So we, we come up with something like go with the flow, you know, just like, just <laughs> it's fun. You know, we have a lot of fun with it. So it's, it's, it's
0: been a good time. You talked about your brand. The Butterbean brand is alive and well. And I can say that for sure that it is, especially, you know, with, with all the success that you've had. But for those maybe tuning in, where did Butterbean even come from? And then also, you got the Crash Bandicoot on the driver's suit. I mean, like, is there symbolic meaning with that stuff? Or how did you kind of uh, get those involved in, in your brand and your program?
3: So I was uh, born and I looked like the boxer Butterbean uh from back in the day so that's how i got it when i was little but uh the way that the crash bandicoot and mario come into play is on my family car i was my main sponsor the last couple of years was uh the old school video game store and i got to run those characters through them which was a huge hit now on my cars tour car my main sponsor is bestrepair.net um or Best Repair Company, but because the scheme was so symbolic, we ran the characters still and ran old school smaller on that car, even though it's a separate deal. And obviously uh, I hadn't got my new suit in, so the suit still got Bandicoot on it and all that. Uh, but we've had a lot of fun with it. Um, You know, the kids love it, and that's what racing's all about, is the kids that, you know, I was one of those kids in the stands. It's funny, at Dominion, there's a video of these kids chanting my name at the, at the uh, grands or defense while we were getting ready to give the command and all that. And I mean, they chanted Butterbean for like 10 minutes straight and I'm like, that was me back in the day. So to see people looking up to me, um, it's cool. And, and I'm sure the scheme helps, you know, attract it, but that's part of branding and marketing. You know, you gotta have something that attracts people. And I feel like the scheme, the colors, my nickname it's it's all little pieces that add up to one big thing
1: final question for you and i guess final thing for you uh, the, the the your vlog i love the old school video game theme and i assume that's where that that came from and did i hear there's a podcast potentially on the way here soon there is uh
3: we're we're working on it it's going to be called the bean pod okay. and uh we uh we tried to record for like the last week and we've been having a lot of issues. We've been having like the amp noise in the background. And once I get that squared away, there will be a podcast coming. Uh, I wanted to do something to give, uh, you know, people another view of me, you know, to where we could talk about stories or, you know, we were going to talk about the ironic story of me knocking the car out of the way that I want to hit the heat with in my side of it and and stuff like that and then we're going to talk about more than just racing but uh we're, we're just going to have fun with it and see what happens but I've been wanting to do it for about a year finally broke down and bought some equipment and uh obviously I'm having some technical issues but hopefully within the next couple of weeks I'll have something rolling and uh we're not dirty mo but 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 we'll hopefully uh, get better. So we'll
0: see what happens. Hey, I can't right. wait. I'll tune in. I'll be your oh, first one. I'll be. I love
3: it. I love it. We're we're gonna um, you know just build on it. We'll take suggestions, get better. Um, I don't know. We're gonna have fun with it, and I and I think it'll be something cool. Uh, you know that that my fans and people that don't know me might tune in. And, and hey, it ain't. It's not gonna hurt. It's more platforms to, to share stuff with.
0: Awesome stuff. Well, Hey, before we let you go, I know you alluded to it. You've got cars tour, the throwback race at Hickory this weekend. I know that's, you know, always a favorite, right. Whenever you see, do you have anything special planned for that, uh, in, in your program there? And, and I guess, take us through kind of the next few weeks for you, you know, after Hickory.
3: Yeah, we're going to run a, uh, Woody Howard throwback scheme, uh, which he ran in the Hooters pro cup for Jim Dean Woody and I were actually teammates of my last year of Legend Cars. Uh, he kind of mentored me a little bit. Uh, obviously, he raced in the Hampton Heat this week. He's been a great friend of me, uh, always had my back, and he's been pulling for me more than ever now with my opportunity. Uh, he was super one of the first drivers to text me about winning this weekend. So uh, he's actually going to come hang out with me this weekend. We're going to run the 55 Black Betty car, as they call it. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. You know, I've only been to Hickory once uh, hoping for a little bit better outcome this week. Uh, I think our team has got a lot more momentum and we're gelling a lot better, Uh, but anything can happen. It's going to be a tough field. And then obviously we race three cars tour races in August. And I think we're looking at possibly uh, going to tri County next week to get a race in for me, since I've never been there uh, to get ready for the big race and then I think we're looking at, uh, running that midweek Florence race at the end of the month. So, uh, it's looking like I might be booked up for the next (laughs) six weeks or so, but Hey, that's a good problem to have. And somewhere along there, I'm going to be getting back in a dirt car too. So, uh, it'll be nuts. Uh, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's what I want to do.
0: It just sounds like a ton of fun, man. So you're living the dream, right?
3: Uh living it every day. Uh my like I said, my life changed overnight last year. I was working a job at the port as a longshoreman, uh, working 12 hours a day, almost seven days, pretty much seven days a week for a while. This was it. I was gonna get off work if I could, maybe win another championship at Langley if if I could get off work and that all worked out. And I won the cars tour race and some things started happening. And next thing you know, I'm signed with Lee Pulliam, and I'm racing couple days a week now, it seems like. So it's, it's crazy how, how things happen, but that's how it happened.
0: Well, it's been fun to follow. Congratulations again on this weekend and, and really the successful season so far this year and best of luck this weekend Hickory. And of course, down the road as we get closer to Martinsville.
3: Hey, thank y'all again. Uh, once again, appreciate y'all having me and uh, it, it was awesome thanks.
0: Absolutely. Brendan Butterby Queen, one to watch coming up as we uh, complete the triple crown in September. Coming up next on Coast to Coast, we'll look at the calendar. Lots more going on as we close the month of money here at the end of July. That's all next on Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network.
2: Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting,
0: back to coast to coast here on mrn kyle uh what a character but also just a cool personality in brendan queen i think uh people didn't know his name if they did it they surely do now uh but what a really good race car driver but he knows the business model right with the vlog and the podcast coming out like it's kind of what you need to do now right as you propel in your career is, is to build a brand and that's what he's done
1: He's got the brand, he's got the personality to build the brand, and now he has the platforms to to get that brand out there, like a Flow Racing, like you mentioned, The vlog is fantastic. Well done. Uh, It has that old school video game theme to it uh, in between all of his different segments. I can't wait for the podcast. And, yeah, he's definitely been able to put his name on the map the last several years. I mean, this isn't the first time that we've talked to to Brendan on this show. He's been a regular for the most part several times a season over the course of the last, I don't know, six or seven years. But uh, that win on Saturday night with with the attention that the Triple Crown is getting – with Flow Racing, with us here at MRN and some of the other big outlets that cover short track racing, um, more people definitely know his name and and are aware of uh, all of his different outlets like his vlog here going into the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff uh, from Brendan. Uh, some quick news and notes, really just one that popped out to me this week before we get to the schedule. Uh, SRL uh, uh, Nationals at Berlin, the uh, uh, Money in the Bank on August 9th, which is Rapidly approaching, shout out Jeff Striegel. Uh, big superstar lineup, Kyle. That entry list, the pre entry list that came out Bubba Paula, Josh Berry, Carson hosovar Eric Jones, William Byron, Jesse Love in a late model at Berlin, and the winner $30,000. So the month of money or months of money continues into the month of August. Kyle, what do you say? We got to get Jeff Striegel on here because. I don't know if he's busier preparing for cup series broadcasts on MRN or if he if he's not doing that, he's on the phone and, and coordinating everything at Berlin. He's got to be one of the busiest guys this time of year.
1: I don't know. I saw him playing mini golf on social media last night <laughs> uh, with his okay. wife. So it's like, all right, well, you have some of the biggest events, you know, at your racetrack coming up all yeah. year. Um, but I'm sure he's just relaxing, waiting for for the the eye of the storm to hit here. Probably ne- about a week from now, uh, as he gets ready for SRX race four on their schedule. The first time that Berlin's able to host that event, and of course he has the supers coming up, as you mentioned. Just came off a big super modified show, held at the racetrack about a week and a half ago. So a lot going on for Jeff. Also, one more quick news to note before we roll yeah. into the schedule. We want to uh, congratulate Cole Raz. Winning the summer showdown at Evergreen Speedway, you mentioned post-race tech affecting William Byron. It also affected Preston Peltier, who dominated much of that event, failed post-race uh, tech, that is. And Cole Raps was able to pick up the win at the 5.8-mile Evergreen Speedway in Washington this past weekend, one of their marquee events to go along with the winter showdown uh, during the winter months.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I think I'm gonna have to start getting a tally and start marking races that that have been affected by the tech shed. And just I think we're going to set a record this year. I don't know. Uh, Let's move on to the calendar, though, real quick, Kyle, before we let you go. Uh, We mentioned earlier in the show tonight, Pinty Series, as we record this, so it'll already be over when we when we uh, post this show. But the uh, twin 125s for the Pinty Series, of course, you talk about Trey Lapsevich being the points leader. Can he hold on? We'll talk about it next week. Arca West, finally back in action, back in California. Shasta Speedway, 11.30 p.m. Eastern on flow. So extra caffeine needed on Saturday night. Sean Hingarani, 14 points behind Landon Lewis as they battle for the championship. I have not seen a race at Shasta, so I have no idea what to expect. But what I've heard is the crumb horn could be used in several times on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's tight, The the... ARCA West Series has gone there a couple of times the last few years. Love Shasta Speedway. Um, But, yeah, it's tight. Contact to get to the front will be needed. Um, Lap traffic will be a factor probably within eight or ten laps of the start of the race just because of the size of the facility. But um, always a good show uh, as we get back short track racing for the ARCA Nards West Series this Saturday night as they work toward uh, now well into the second half of their season.
0: Yep, absolutely. And then we continue on this weekend with the Ground Pounders back in action, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour, Claremont Motorsports Park on Saturday. Again, that race also on Flow Racing. Uh, Kyle, it's kind of the championship within the championship too, right? Because we talk about Ron Silk and how he has the championship points lead in total for 2023, but it's the second edition of the Wheel and Granite State Short Track Cup which comprises of a few races, of course, during this middle part of the season. Doug Kobe leads that by just four points. Uh, so what do you think about the championship within the championship when we take uh, the Mod Tour up to Claremont?
1: Yeah, extra money on the line uh, for those modified teams competing for that three-race cup uh, put on by Josh Veneta. I believe this is the third year he is promoting promoted a race within a race at the New Hampshire Short Tracks, the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. Um, so that'll be fun. Uh, the championship is uh, very hot right now and they're they're in a busy stretch uh they they've just come off a race at new hampshire they have a race at the thompson speedway motorsports park coming up here in a couple of weeks i believe they're racing three of the four weeks in august uh and into september so it is a very uh very busy time for the teams of the nascar wheel and modified tour their biggest schedule in a number of years and and this is where it gets really busy i think there's a mid-race uh, well, the race of Thompson is a midweek race, so a lot happening, and, and two two different point battles to watch this weekend for those teams that uh, you know continue to zip through their summer stretch.
0: Yep, and we'll keep an eye on it, too. Of course, that race again on Flow Racing on Saturday. Of course, Thursday, when the show is airing tonight, the 44th Governor's Cup, Thunder Road in Berry, Vermont, and of course, that's big, not only because it's a big event, Kyle, but what well, that racetrack and what the folks in, in the Berry, Vermont area have had to deal with uh, Monday, July 20th, the massive flooding that, that ultimately led staff, uh, Stafford to host the second SRX race because that track was just underwater in, in Vermont. And they've done a great job cleaning it up. I know a lot of people are going to be up there for the Governor's Cup just to welcome back racing uh, with its next big event before we talk Milk Bowl down the road.
1: Yeah, huge event, and it, and it just wasn't the track that was underwater, uh, and and it wasn't as bad at the racetrack, although a lot of their utility uh, buildings were affected by the rain. They're at the top of the mountain, though. Uh, at the bottom of the mountain is where they really got hit. Uh, I know there are a lot of their offices built. Office buildings, that is, is on Main Street, which is down in town, and you know a lot of the hotels were affected. The restaurants were affected. So it was nearly impossible to hold a national event there uh, less than a week ago, um, about a week and a half after that flooding, or less than that, about six days after the flooding up there. So they made the call to, to just stay at Thompson for SRX. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the, that community is ready to get back. Um, I know Dave Moody has talked about it on his show almost every day about having to pump his mother's house out, uh, seven inches of water in the basement, uh, a fellow competitor from Thunder Road uh, showed up at his mother's house and, and helped with a sub pump to, to clean her up and, and to get her house back livable. So a lot has happened up there and I'm sure they'll be back to looking forward to getting back on track here tonight.
0: Absolutely. Again, that race Thursday night. And then, of course, Saturday, the Cars Tour throwback event. You know, it's one of the most popular events we've seen Dale Jr. be a part of that over the last couple of years. And of course, now part of the ownership group of the Cars Tour. But um, celebrating the uh, Hooters Pro Cup, I believe, this year, if my memory is not mistaken. So a lot of throwbacks to that era, Kyle. Are there any that stick out in, in your mind or maybe you were a fan of back in the day?
1: I like, and um, the Hooters Pro Cup used to race up here in New England. I believe Trevor Bain won or at least finished well at the Thompson Speedway when they ran. Regan Smith was in the field that day. Um, I have the old press kit, uh, which is which is pretty cool to look back on. So probably that era. I loved when this race debuted uh, when it was streamed on a different platform than it's streamed on now. Uh, they used the old TNN Motorsports music from like the early 1990s. Yeah. To, to open the show and to close the show, which was really cool. So they've done a nice job uh, with that event. Can't wait to watch it on Saturday night when we are done with uh, our action at Road America.
0: That's right. And, of course, there's weekly racing all over the country. Riverhead, Bowman Gray, Berlin, Meridian, Indiana Sprint Week, if you're a dirt fan, continues this week. And the All-Star Circuit of the Champions at Knoxville, plus much, much more on-flow racing. Stafford, you guys are in action Friday. The these Modified Night. Are you excited for that, Kyle? Yeah,
1: 40 laps of the SK Light Modified their second big event of the year. It's also kids' night, so we'll have kids on the front stretch racing big wheels, which is always fun. A lot happening uh, on the racetrack and behind the racetrack. There are special displays that are going to be set up. I believe the Touch a Truck group will be there with about 30 vehicles. So uh, it's going to be a full night of racing and a full night for the fans this Friday at Stafford. And I'll be watching, again, probably with you. At dinner yep. Friday night.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a plan. We'll make we'll, we'll call it a date. How about that? There we well, go. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was such a big show. We can't thank Brendan Queen enough for joining us. And of course, looking forward to see what he could do this weekend uh when he takes on the cars tour at Hickory Motor Speedway. Don't forget Motor Racing Network is back on the air this weekend. Kyle just alluded to it. It's a split weekend. Trucks in the Cup Series are at Richmond Raceway. Uh, on the heels of a big weekend at Pocono. And then, of course, the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Henry 180, will be Saturday on, uh, on MRN from Road America. So Saturday we'll have cup qualifying and practice from Richmond at 1230 Eastern, followed by our coverage from Wisconsin and the twist and turns of the four-mile road course at Road America at 2.30 Eastern. Then we go back to Richmond for the nightcap, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the Truck Series Race at Richmond. Sunday, NASCAR Live Race Day hits the air at 2 p.m. Eastern, leading in to the Cup Series, Cookout 400 from Richmond. So, Kyle, we'll have to load up on some Spotted cows, some bratwurst, some cheese curds, and looking forward to hanging out with you there at America's National Park of Speed.
1: Looking forward to it. We'll see you on Friday
0: sounds like a plan again for our producer pat jaggers for kyle ricky my name is chris Wilner. thank you so much for tuning in to nascar coast to coast presented by wheel and engineering on the road in the air and around the world Wheeling is trusted trust to be seen trusted to be heard and trusted to perform enjoy your weekend of racing and of course we'll break it all down next week
1: the nascar season is here and toyota racing is looking for clashers did you clash at the coliseum with your favorite toyota drivers